Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. You guys know Sierra got married last year. It's a lot of work. Oh boy, was it. It's a lot to do. And one thing that really helped her figure out what to do first, where to access certain resources, how to get people to know where they were supposed to go for a wedding. Zola. With Zola, you can discover venues and find vendors easily. You can message and book vendors right on their website. And truly, when I say that that was the first part that we had to do and also one of the most intimidating and hardest, it's so nice to just have them all listed right there and be able to talk to them right there and then. They also have free planning tools, which is really helpful because you don't know what you don't know. And if when you go to Zola... You have a guest list manager, wedding website templates, a budgeting tool because dang, can a wedding get out of hand real quick? Mm -hmm. It could all eliminate so much stress and you'll save so much time all because it's like a one-stop shop. That's so true. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Hi guys. I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies. And we tangent. I'm not sure if this can... That's not how that word's pronounced. I'm not sure if this constitutes a glitch. However, I do have quite a story. Okay. One night... This one freaks me the fuck out. Oh my god. Okay. We love a good story. One night I had went to bed around 2 a.m. I had two people show up, a male and a female by my bed think men in black when they showed up i freaked the fuck out because you know random people in my bedroom that i didn't (laughs) choose to be there they asked me to come with them i dumbly went what and they legit took me to an office that was all light and white and they showed me how it all worked what i to this day do not know if it was a dream or if it actually happened i will say that i wear a fitness tracker 24 7 and it tracks my sleep and it did say i was awake during that time i had a full-on crisis the rest of the week love you ladies wait 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 katie how what all works that's what i what are you fucking saying to me? Right That's now? what I said. I was I read it to Shane and I'm like, how what worked? And how he goes, what <laughs> Shane goes, how it all works. And I'm like, what, what? is what is all? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh my god, I what does it mean? <laughs> what, what does, does it mean? mean? <laughs> ah! <laughs> That's how I feel. That made me cry. Right? Katie, will you tell me what it means? <laughs> yeah, tell us what it means. I need to know how it works. <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> Wait, I'm going to be Corey. What are you even saying to me right now? <laughs> I like what you do. Thank you. Editing Jerry here to tell you if you want to hear the exclusive episodes in their entirety, you can go to patreon.com slash ladies and tangents right now. Okay. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Mm, Dude, that feels just- good. <laughs>
<laughs> Mommy likes. Mm-mm. Was I just like a slouchy McSloucherson? Is that why it was so low? I don't know, but this if you definitely really, feels higher. <laughs> I was gonna say if you really are channeling grandma, if there was one thing that she was fucking used to get so mad at me for it was posture slouchy. yes she was like you're gonna have a crooked back and guess what my back is crooked <laughs> as fuck. but grandma it's my jeans i don't think it's from it's scoliosis yeah. it's not from slouching if Although, anything i was slouching because of my scoliosis I, she was she, shaming me for it she did talk to me about that as well my she slouching would, no <laughs> my slouching i was like god damn i remember her telling me to put my shoulders back and my boobs out and yes. i remember saying grandma i don't have boobs and she would be like chest out i don't care mm-hmm. put them babies to the wind mm-hmm. and that's why i always think about that there was a shirt that i had in my closet that she got me for christmas and it was blue and it had it had boobs mm-hmm. <laughs> it like stuck i out. remember that because you used to be like this is my boob shirt mm-hmm. this is i only wore it like <laughs> when i was gonna see grandma because i wanted her to think i liked it oh grandma i, I did <laughs> i loved it. it was my favorite shirt yeah what's, what's up, up everyone, everyone? Hello. hello well how are we doing how are we doing okay oh not me <laughs> like you know what thanks for asking actually i'm not <laughs> actually, doing i'm doing terribly <laughs> um yeah i'm not doing well <laughs> oh wow that was Unexpected. I thought that was water, and then I saw it fizzing, and I was like, "There's tequila or vodka in that." There's tequila in here. This is cut water, boy. (laughs) I, I don't think I've ever had cut water with a straw before, but I just got these straws off Amazon. I, yeah, I want to get into why you don't feel good, but I really need to talk about my straws first. Please, (laughs) I can't explain why I don't feel good, so this is okay. (laughs) I. Really like reusable straws. Yeah, I know you got me into them. And I don't I have straws. like bottles of water, yeah. so I just drink out of cups. And I don't like I have sensitive teeth. Yep. So I like to use a straw. Mm-hmm. And people have gotten me like silicone straws. Oh, I know you. And they've also straw. gotten metal straws. Yeah. I am very particular about what I like to put my mouth on. <laughs> I will put my mouth on anything. <laughs> So I have. I these... put my mouth on your leftovers all the time. <laughs> you do. I. You do. Those are, the silicone ones are the ones I used to use here oh, all the time. I was like trying to figure out what leftovers you were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> the silicone straws are like strictly for you. That's what you have your lipstick yeah. on them. All Still. over them. I like put them through the <laughs> washing machine, and I'm like, wow, that's a good lipstick. It's mad. It's a problem that I put them in the washing machine because they should go in the dishwasher. <laughs> I didn't even catch it. Anyway, I was like, that doesn't feel right coming out of my mouth. Um, but <laughs> we're going into it. But anyways, <laughs> I have been making a lot of iced coffees. Ugh. And so I've been using a lot of straws and I only like specific straws. So but you I don't do the dishes often enough. So you need more. Yes. I understand. Well, I only have like three glass ones because I had four and I broke one. Mm-hmm. And they're like thick guys. Like you could drink a smoothie with them. Ooh. And so then I bought more, but I found these ones that are colored glass mm. and they're such fun colors. They're like, like very seventies like tones. Yeah. And I just, I wanted to drink out of a fun straw. Yeah. And now here I am choking on my tequila. <laughs> and here we are. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful um, straw. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So why do you, why are you sad? I don't know. Honestly, I think. Why are you hating everything? I think life. I honestly. Well, here's my problem. Yeah. What's your fucking problem? What is my problem? Well, here's the thing. 
Okay. We're still in a pandemic, you guys. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if you fucking know about it, but it's happening and everyone I fucking know has COVID yeah. or has just had it or is getting it yeah. or we think has it. So we're staying away from them. And having a newborn, she's yep. not a newborn anymore, by the way. She's three months oh. officially and it hurts. I just said the other day, I said newborn. I was like, wait, she's officially not a newborn. Yeah, she's just a baby. <sighs> but infant? Having an infant. Okay. Um, A three that month old. like younger than a newborn that's what right but it's not yeah but yeah having an infant um under six months is difficult when you are isolated from fucking everyone who can help with anything Mm -hmm. so that leads me into what i'd like to i'd like to have formal apology formal apology for last week's episode oh okay um i shit the bed on that one you guys a little bit because um I don't have access to babysitters right now. So I do the majority of the work that I do when my child is like sleeping, but she's been super fucking clingy. And like, so she's in my arms and I'm trying to hold her. And also, so when I talked about the hierarchy of needs, I was speaking about what I learned about in my core one friggin' psychology class. I am not an expert. I've said that multiple times, but truly I don't know shit about Dick. Yeah. Um, I, should have put more time and research into it but I really wasn't trying to like give the full I just wanted to use the base example that I learned about in psychology um to talk about like what was going on with us and how related and hopefully validate somebody but I understand that that was not the right way to go about it because there's so much that we learned about Maslow and yeah kind of fuck that guy for real but um the whole hierarchy of needs thing was definitely whitewashed and he stole so much of that theory from um, members of the Blackfoot tribe, correct, in Alberta. Um, And he stayed with them for a long time. The pyramid is actually a teepee. Yeah. And like there's a big, so I want to give that um, the full like attention and research that it deserves. So we want to do, eventually we're going to do when I can put the time into it that it deserves. Right. Um, th- we're going to do an episode on things like that that are things so that- whitewashed that my college professors never even mm-hmm. mentioned that. Like, well, that's the thing. I, I read four different .org or like .gov sites because mm-hmm. I try to find like reliable sites. But I'm also learning that those aren't technically reliable. Like sometimes yeah. blogs, firsthand accounts from people who's are more noteworthy because whitewashing exists and it it can just be erased from history. Mm -hmm. And so I watched like two Ted talks and I looked at a couple websites, but basically I was like, yeah, I know about it. So I'm just going to read and we'll talk about why I think it pertains to us. And I Mm -hmm. think it can be very validating. So I don't want to dismiss if it validated you. I hope that you still took whatever from it, but I do want to apologize because that is the last thing that I wanted to do was perpetuate um, this fucking guy who stole shit. And we want to give credit where credit is due. So, And that's why... We um, found out about this from a comment on one of our YouTube videos. And thank you so much to that person. And we also got a DM. Oh, we did? Thank you to them. I messaged them back as well. Yes. So, like, that matters to us. It means means so much to us that you guys take take the the time time and the energy to 
inform us about something that we obviously didn't know about. Yeah. And we... Again, we weren't being malicious. No. But we are... I was being ignorant, and that is my bad. Like, that yeah. is 100% something that I was at fault for. So I appreciate, you know, you guys taking the time to educate me because right. that was something I should have done. But it, it's difficult because it's not easily available, and that's frustrating for everybody. Well, and that's what I said in the comment is yeah. I started typing it and mm-hmm. if I didn't type precise exact wording you couldn't find it it wasn't there it was gone yeah and that is frustrating for us as people who want to do good and help and um, provide resources mm-hmm. but I can't even imagine how frustrating it is for other people who continuously see their culture being appropriated yes. and being misinterpreted and being taken advantage of and being whitewashed um having things that were specifically for a certain community um being turned to only fit like eurocentric western like ideology yeah it sucks and i i totally yeah that was so we sorry we appreciate you giving us the opportunity to be better allies yeah and um we do want to use our platform to inform people Mm -hmm. um about those things so if there's anything else that you guys um know of that is like popularly circulated that is stolen from something else and completely whitewashed we're not expecting you to give us all the resources no no no. if If you you can just just tell us the name yeah i will absolutely give it the time it deserves because i think that's important but we don't know what we don't know that's the hard that is the the hard part is that we don't know what we don't know and we went to school in a very we went to school in america and we went to school in ohio yeah (laughs) so it's like we truly didn't learn what you know, right. Culturally, we didn't learn what we should have, I think. And we don't and again, have... even in college, yep. I feel like how did we how did that slip through my college course? I know. But yeah. And so we're not making excuses. We nope. just want to apologize. And yes. we want to let you know that that's something that we're prioritizing in the future. That and I would... want to do. Yeah. But it's not that I'm just shoving it off on this episode and saying, like, I'm not going to talk about it. I want to give it the time it deserves. That's right. why I want to wait till I have like an appropriate amount of time. It's difficult, you guys. I came back because I love you and we had to. <laughs> yeah. Like I want to. I love this, but it is difficult when literally everyone I know is sick and so yeah. I can't have there's no one to watch my child for me to even take an hour nap or whatever. Right. Take a shower even. Yeah. So um I want to do better and I will. Just yeah. give me a second <laughs> yeah. but I will yeah. I promise we are going to go into that more in the future so. and we know that there's so many people from around the world from yeah. so many different backgrounds that um are in our audience and so being able to highlight something from your culture or um something that you have struggled with or that you've seen somebody uh steal or miseducate yeah. like using our platform to um spread that awareness is something we want to do so yes we do again thank you for giving us the opportunity yes um so today yeah oh today did you have more do you are we ready to transition i'm ready okay well i was going to tell you that i think i broke my finger oh my god (laughs) a bit of a weird transition i guess (laughs) why so i did i tell you i hyper hyper focused about a coat yes okay so i wanted this coat and I was like, I don't need a coat. And I walked away from it. Yeah. And then I saw it the other day. And it was right before we got like 18 inches of snow. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like. We got so much snow. It's- I want that effing coat. I and need Shane's it like, now. get that coat. It's a necessity. And I was like, 
it's not my size. I'll order it. And then they were completely out online. And so the only coat that was available, like this specific coat, I spent I spent over an hour trying to find something similar and I could not, was at the Target in Canton. Yeah. And so I drove up the next day after I had just seen it the night before and I went and got that damn coat. And I got home and I was strutting around the house. Yeah. Like I thought I was the Queen of England. It's very Although puffy. I can't imagine the Queen of England strutting. <laughs> I feel like she hobbles. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's offensive, but I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, a bit ageist. Sorry. Um, I just feel like every time I've seen her, she's slower than yeah, everyone else. Yeah. Well, I will say I don't think strutting is very royal. It's not? Hobbling seems more royal. For sure. Just like... Well, again, and we learned that there's a lot of cobbled streets. So <laughs> there is. You got to hobble on the cobble. <laughs> yeah. That's what I always say. But I got home and I was like, I'm going to go on a walk in this coat. It's mm-hmm. fucking cold outside. It was starting to snow. It was like the snow that was gave us all of those inches. Chunks. Yep. They were. It was a fucking chunky snow. I had a coffee in one hand and I was pushing my <laughs> stroller in the other. You had your children with I you? Did. I like, did. We're going out in the snow. <laughs> I did. Mommy got a new coat. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. But I got them coats too and I was oh, like, good. here. And then I got them snow boots. The, watching a toddler and a baby walk in snow boots is the funniest fucking thing ever. But Ollie walked the entire way to my parents. Oh my he refused God. to get in. You went to your parents. I, I did, yeah. But I got there. He walked in his snow boots? He did. That and is he, so cute. I, kept, I asked him so many times, like, are your feet hurting? Do you want to get in here? And he's like, no, I'm just walking. And I'm like, okay, fair <laughs> enough. I just walk. Uh-huh. And so we got to my parents and I'm strutting around their house. <laughs> are they home? <laughs> yes. Okay. My mom is with the kids and I am just like basically showing my dad my coat. I'm like, what do you think of this coat? <laughs> anyway so the only reason i told you about the coat is because i wanted you to know how we got to my parents okay (laughs) so now we're at my parents yes and my mom has these weights in the living room okay i don't know if she works at mom let me know do you work out in the living room (laughs) why do you weights in the living room she's got like a kettlebell and also some like dumbbells just like in the TV stand (laughs) and so forrest goes over there probably when you, you gotta watch those shows Tybo and whatnot. Oh, yeah. On your TV. But. Okay, sorry. Forrest goes over and picks up a 10-pound kettlebell. Uh-oh. Like, no. picks it up and starts walking. I this get. Toddler, this toddler is a giant human. He is. <laughs> so my dad freaks out. He, My dad is the king of. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> and I look at him like, will you calm the fuck down? So is my dad. That's probably why we have anxiety. <laughs> probably. So, well, he goes, Jerry, that's a 10-pound kettlebell. Like, it can break his foot. That's yes. what my mom would say. Literally, one time, Noah picked up a five-pound weight, and he was like seven. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, Jira, <laughs> if he drops that, he could break a toe. And I was like, I think he'll be okay. Well. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> I got close to him just in case he was going to drop it again, mm. and I could grab it. Well. Oh, it's 10 pounds. It's 10 pounds he drops it i put my hand underneath it why i don't fucking know was it gonna hit his foot or no i i don't remember (laughs) all i remember is that this weight this 10 pound weight dropped on my middle finger and my dad looked at me (laughs) and he goes How'd that feel? You just got a 10 pound weight dropped on your finger. And I was like, not good, dad. Doesn't feel great. Don't feel good about yeah, this. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I remember pushing it and feeling like a pop. Oh, no. And then I 
I can crack it still. It doesn't feel good. There's nothing they could do if it was broken. Shane thinks it's just fractured. Yeah. It hurt. It hurt yeah. and it was swollen. Oh, yeah. And it was <laughs> stoved, maybe. Shane goes, I don't so know what that means, but what finger was it? And I was like, this one. <laughs> this guy. It's my middle finger. That's my son's favorite thing because now he knows that the middle finger is bad. So he's like, Mom, I got a cut. Do you see my <laughs> cut on my finger? And I'm like, Noah. <laughs> he's like, what? I'm just showing you my cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, sure but I can't yell at him because he's like, why is a finger bad? And I was like, I don't fucking know. Good Honestly, question. it shouldn't be. Let's fucking care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. So like the fact that I would have to blur that out if we were like, on TV. On network That's TV. That's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I know. It's a finger. I would do it really fast to see if the blur uh-huh. could like <laughs> find it. Um, Catch me if you can. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get, if we ever get an award <laughs> and it's live, I'm going to be like, like boop, 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 boop. I'm going to be like, I like to thank my mom. <laughs> I'll just tuck my hair with it. <laughs> um, another thing I wanted to tell okay. you is I had therapy and i finally told barbara about my picking oh and she is like i'm a little concerned about us going more than one week in between sessions (laughs) (laughs) because uh that's not okay is it like an anxiety thing well i don't know well i think you've made me start doing it because i don't know if you could see this guy but i've made an oh maybe it's where is it is it gone well, I made it like a, a hole. Oh. oh, there it is, I think. Well, like... And I was just destroying it. I, I squeezed and then I pulled and then I yeah. squeezed more and it was just bleeding. And I was like, yes. That feels good. <laughs> I like that. Um, But I told her... I had my session at like noon. Because now that Shane's home, I'm able to do it during the day. So nice. So nice. And she was like, you seem so good yeah and I'm like I feel great I really do I feel amazing <laughs> like my life feels totally different so much has changed and she's like um your face seems a little red do you want to tell me about that and I'm like okay um so there's this thing happening <laughs> and I don't know what it's related to <laughs> could be medication I know someone in the comments um on the video where I talked about skin picking said that medicate like SSRIs their medication could make picking worse really so I don't know it's something I need to bring up to my doctor but interesting because I'm also having horrific restless leg yeah your dad mentioned to me too when I was on that I that was one of my worst ones nightmares and restless leg it was like I could not sleep because restless leg is like killing me yeah I was like cricketing in my bed Mm -hmm. like a fucking grasshopper all night yeah. Until one at one point, the tops of my feet were raw from how much I would rub them against each other. Oh, uh-huh. yikes. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, she was like, I think one, we need to talk about OCD, but we also need to talk about your like figure out what it is, like if it's anxiety related or yeah. if it's OCD. Yeah. Um, Because I have a few other OCD tendencies as well. But like, I don't know. I have no idea. This is just a new thing. Um, <laughs> But. She was like, you, well, I'll probably get into some of the stuff when we talk about Encanto. Oh, yeah. Um, she was like, I need you to go like half an hour without picking your face. And I was like, done. Okay. But and also- she, she goes, can you go an hour without picking anything? And I was like, am I awake? Because <laughs> probably not. I said, Barbara, I have 
I have scabs up my back, yeah, on my chest, on my arms, in my scalp, on my neck, and on my face. And yeah. she's like, "Okay, um, we have a new focus for the next time we talk. <laughs> like that's a big problem. Yeah. I didn't know that you did that. I'm like, yeah, that didn't feel as important as all the other shit we were working <laughs> through. But this has been a lifelong thing. It of has, mine. has been really, and yeah. has it been getting worse recently? Oh yes. So that's where I was." what 2020 when my skin Mm -hmm. got really bad and I was just absolutely destroying it but it was Mm -hmm. everywhere I would do it to my scalp to where my scalp would bleed I would just like itch my scalp until I had like scabs and I would pick the scabs and it would bleed that's always in the back of my head oh it was terrible mine Mm -hmm. was at the forefront really awful um and like the only thing really that helped was getting pregnant because my skin cleared up Mm -hmm. and I didn't have anything I could pick and I also pass what (laughs) Oh. I will not get pregnant. No, don't. I'm not not saying that that should be. I'm just saying anyone's that. remedy. No, but since my skin is starting to get worse again, I've noticed that I, I'm starting to do it because once I get one, mm-hmm. I literally can't leave it alone. Well, now I wonder I will, if like, I talk about what I think the reasoning behind it is, if you'll relate to it as well. Okay. But I feel like we'll get into it when yeah. we get in there. I do want to say one more disclaimer. I have a huge insecurity when speaking about um different cultures mm-hmm. and talking and pronouncing their I words. I was going to say the same thing. Thank you. I literally was going to say the same because thing. Because I want to say it correctly, correctly but, but I but don't want to say it wrong. Yes, and I don't want to sound like I'm trying to give mock or Yeah, like trying to do some kind of an accent that's like offensive, but like I don't want to be offensive and disrespectful by not attempting to pronounce the word how it's supposed to be pronounced thank you because i was going to say the same i was going to say the exact same thing Mm -hmm. because i feel embarrassed like if i try and say too it's like i'm saying canto and i'm like that's fucking wrong like you're yeah yeah but but when i I just said that embarrassed i was like am i gonna get in trouble for saying it like that like someone's gonna be like why would you even attempt that that was like yeah not even the way that it's said yeah or whatever so we're we're trying yeah and we want we want to do it justice and we want to try to do our best to be um as respectful as we can and we're gonna we're gonna try (laughs) to give these pronunciations yeah Yeah. all we got all All we we got got. (laughs) but We're just two white girls. God damn it. We are absolute mayonnaise on this couch right now. (laughs) And I apologize. Because they roll the R and I'm like, I can't do it. Mirabelle. Mirabelle. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Oh, yeah. Let's check and see if we have any sponsors. I am obsessed with clothes. Oh, yeah. It's a problem for me. It's a problem for my closet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's why I'm so excited to be sharing Newly with our audience because Newly is a way to try out trendy styles, colors, silhouettes, all different kinds of things that maybe you've been interested in, but are like going to make your bank cry. Mm -hmm. Now you can rent them for a period of time and then you just ship them back. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. That's another beautiful thing Mm -hmm. because a lot of places may not have options for everyone. And this has so much diversity, not only in the brands that they offer, but also they have fast free shipping and returns 
and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. It's fun, it's sustainable, and you can save because you get to try out a bunch of stuff that you like, or maybe you're like, I don't know, maybe I would like this. And then you get it, and you're like, "Ah, I don't think that's for me, but there's no commitment to buy it unless you really do love it. And you're like, you actually can't have this back, Newly. I'm keeping it. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six dials, but right now you can get $20 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code tangents 20 just go to n-u-u-l-y.com that's newly with two u's and enter the code tangents 20 and sign up to get 20 dollars off your first month that's n-u-u-l-y.com newly with two u's with code tangents 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes so wow Wow. I watched this and I was waiting. I thought that you would have watched it before me. I didn't even know about this it. This is so highly requested by you guys, which like. That, yeah, that's why we're doing this. So if you're like, why are we talking about this? Oh, oh yeah. My God, we it definitely was hugely requested. We don't want to ever speak over anyone, but we are so excited to be able to talk about this, especially because it reinforces so many. <laughs> is not going to go well of my political ideals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um highlights I think, on um generational trauma especially with yep. migrant yeah, refugees. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um so it's important. It is important and we would never ever want to speak over someone. Nope. Um I do have a video that I wanted to share um of a creator on YouTube. Uh, I pulled a few words from um, what she said because I wanted to understand what the uh, inspiration for Encanto was yeah, and like I got a the history of it. It's so funny you watch videos because mine are all like websites. Is so, it? Yeah. Um, because me and my son do this thing. It's hilarious. He's very much like you. But he came down and he was like, Mom, after we watched it, he was obsessed. Yeah. Like right off the bat, we've been listening to the all the songs in uh-huh. the car ever since we watched it. We've watched it four times mm. since I saw the, you guys said something. So this week I started it. I cried the whole freaking time, by uh-huh. the way, the whole first time. And then the second time I was getting a lot. And by the third time I was singing along, you know what yep. I'm saying? But, um, what was I saying? <laughs> Where was I'm I? I'm like your that? son with videos. Yeah. So he came downstairs like the third time that we were watching it. He's like, mom, you got to watch for this Easter egg here. And I was like, is it when he's seen in the background and blah, blah, blah. Cause I was on a website yeah. and he watched a YouTube video. Yeah. And like, it's just funny. Cause as soon as I watch something and I'm really into it, mm-hmm. I have to start like looking things yep. up about it. I wanted a trivia about it. I want to know like the inspiration. Um, and then my son does the same thing just with YouTube. Yeah. Well, did you know that there's a real Mirabelle? No. Okay. So it's not, it's not her name, but Disney, this was from a TikTok. I will try and find the creator's name here. Let me try and find her name real fast. Okay. They don't have pronouns, but um, it's Empowered Teaching mm-hmm. on TikTok. Um, she posted a video talking about Disney and Encanto and how Disney went to Colombia and their tour guide <gasps> is actually who they um took inspiration from for Mirabel and um she was hired on by Disney wow. to be their cultural consultant oh, sorry if i fucked that up but something that's like that that's really cool yeah so yeah phenomenal it, mm-hmm. i love that so there's that little fun fact i didn't know that mhm um can we just say right now 
that Lynn Manuel Miranda mm-hmm. is an absolute genius. Absolute genius. Yeah. Like I love everything that man does. Mm-hmm. Like literally, yeah. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, me neither. I've never heard a song that he creates that isn't catchy as fuck. Well, okay, I was watching I went down a rabbit hole of um this one singer who did the Bridgerton musical and she explained her writing process for a musical and something she said is the only time there should be a song in a musical is when words are not enough. Yeah. And when I watched Encanto and I heard the songs, yes. it was like, I get that now. Yes. Words were not enough for them to explain. Especially in a children's movie yes. because that's, I feel like they used a lot of the really heavy moments mm-hmm. and put them into song. And mm-hmm. it was like, this is catchy. But the adults were like, I fucking see what's going on right yeah. now. The kids were like, yeah, I love all the colors and the dancing and the donkeys. And yep. But the adults were like, <laughs> it feels very relatable. Much- like Disney is making movies right now for adults for like conversation starters between adults and kids. Oh my God. It's been amazing. The conversation I had with Noah was incredible Yeah, about this. So we can do yeah. want to dive in. Yeah. Do you want me to say what I had? I yeah, only have like just a short thing. Um, so the video that I watch is uh, by Jessica Flores and she is on YouTube. So if you want to watch her whole video, she has like a series on Encanto. So like wow. if you want to go and watch like her um, analysis of it and her deep dive into it and she gives more like context as well. Um, go check that out. But she talked about how the storyline is inspired by Columbia, obviously, but magical realism. There's a Colombian author that she talks about. Um, in her video who is well known for uh magical realism and she thinks that that's what the butterfly was a nod to is there was a lot of butterflies in his writing and i don't have his name part of me doesn't want to tell you because i want you to go watch her video like i don't watch her video (laughs) go watch her video um i didn't know what magical realism was yeah and so (laughs) essentially it's like it sounds like a story that could happen, but there's elements about it that like are unexplained. Yes. And so Encanto is like the opposite of it because it's very magical. Yes. But like there are it's real. real. Yeah. So she said um, it's represented by there not being an explanation for the magic. Like, yeah. you know when they got it, yeah. but like you don't know why and oh, you don't know where happened. and there's no reasoning for yeah. like who gets the gifts and why they get the gifts. It just is. Yes. So like, there's no explanation behind it. It just exists. Um, and then Which makes it hard when something like her not getting her gift, yes. because it's like, why? What's the answer? Right. And there, and you know what, when I first watched it, I felt unresolved. I yes, felt like me too. this, I was kind of upset and I saw Explain some people, it to me. I saw some people talking about it in the fans page where they were like, I, Everyone is hyping up Encanto, but like I don't get it. And this, I had to watch it more than once. Me too. To get it, but me like, too. because the first time I'm like, no, I want more. Yeah. This doesn't tell feel me done. what happened. Yeah. Like, tell me why. Yes. Yes. Explain this to me. It like, feels I'm dumb. like <laughs> it feels like there's more that needs to happen, and like there is. Yeah. But they did tell the full story yes it was a full story it's just you have to catch it in really subtle ways and in songs well, and there's and so much of it that is you can relate to your real life and yeah. it was almost like i want these things to be resolved in my own life and yes. if i can watch it be resolved on screen then maybe i'll feel better about yes. the fact that it's not resolved here yeah 
but that's not how life works. Right. <laughs> so I just get it to have it be unresolved. Um, but the other thing that she mentioned in her video that I wanted to touch on, because they don't talk about what they were running away from. They only know sorry, that they you said they don't talk about. It, and I was like, Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> and then I couldn't listen to the rest. Sorry. So I had to say that part. First. Sorry. They don't talk. They about- don't talk about what they were running from. Yeah. Like you obviously see the uh, people on horses and you yeah. know that they were in danger because there was swords and stuff. So like, you know that they were running away from violence. Yeah. But you don't know what it is. Yeah. And she said that based on the timing of the video i haven't i do have a screenshot of something as well that kind of backed up what she said so it says based on this is from screenrant.com based on key details from Encanto, such as the character's dress type of camera used for the family photo bruno's home entertainment setup inside the walls of casita um Encanto's time period setting is approximately the 1950s this would then place alma and pedro's backstory around the turn of the century when the real life thousand days war was taking place. Wow. This conflict ran from seven, uh, the 17th of October, 1899 to the 21st of November, 1902. Wow. Um, so it was the product of civil unrest in which the liberal and conservative groups fought to enact uh, a decentralized or centralized government respectively. Basically there was this conservative party that was uh, falsifying elections so that they could stay in power. And so this civil war um, happened and it displaced so many fucking families. Yeah. And um, Jessica is, she obviously wasn't alive when this happened, but she's heard about it her whole life. She said, is that like, this is something that she's heard about in her family. And yeah. I can only imagine how many families who, cause that wasn't the last civil war. There was another one after that. Um, were are still dealing with the generational trauma mm-hmm. and fallout of these things, not only in Colombia, but like in multiple places around the world. Yeah. So just, anywhere people have to flee from things like that. Right. Any kind of violence or that's protecting all, your children, protecting your family. All I kept thinking about when I was watching that is thinking about people who are trying to escape situations. Mm-hmm. And how there was this huge desire to close our borders Mm -hmm. and turn away refugees. And when I see this movie and I see the impact that it's having on people, I wonder if they think about that too. Yeah. Like you see this family, you see that they're running, you see that they're hurting. You see what they can become when they have a beautiful place to thrive and live and Right. Safety. Yeah. Security. And why is that something that we're we not deny people? Yeah, or or make more difficult or yeah. shame people for? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As if we have some claim to this place because we were born here. Yes, I, that's all. That was the one thing that like really, really was eating away at me. Is like if you can watch this movie and you see this family and you feel for this family and you can relate to this family. They're a cartoon. Yeah. But they represent real people. people. Yeah. Real issues, real displacement, real generational trauma of individuals. So you, hooray, you relate to this cartoon, but like you can also relate to those people 
and you can help them. Yeah. Like, we can do something for them. Yeah. We can stand, even if it's like just speaking out and or voting <laughs> to protect people or, you know, just having tough conversations with your family members yes. about that. Yeah. And why that's important. Yeah. Why this representation is super important. Yes. Because uh, we didn't have this for a long time. Right. Um, okay. So do you want to go through the, I just have the songs. Sure. But so the first song is the family Madrigal. Mm-hmm. Madrigal. <laughs> Friggin. Okay. So I like this song because it really like introduces everybody in a super fun yep. way. And they kind of did the same thing in Moana. There was a lot of comparisons between this movie and Moana. Like yeah. a ton. Yep. Um, Fun fact, too, the part where she's like, that's why coffee is not for kids or it's for adults. Some children in Colombia, I read, do drink coffee. <laughs> so that's well, a, it was I like th- a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that I was I think really a lot of coffee comes from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the good stuff, at least. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the other thing I was going to say was right before this, she is about to leave the house and like to herself, she says, make your family proud. That's like her freaking mantra mm-hmm. is not about anything else, but it's like, make your family proud. That's yeah. all she wants. And it, and then we see this a lot throughout the entire movie mm-hmm. is everybody is, what can we do to serve other yes. people? Well, and I saw Which something. Which was another thing to um, the Maslow's hierarchy. Yes. I gonna, yes. I was going to go there. Because not Maslow, the Blackfoot hierarchy, uh, yes. which I don't even think it's a hierarchy, but the, the tribal yeah. So Maslow took from the Blackfoot tribe and he made the this I these ideals yeah centralized of, around the individual around reaching sa- self-actualization was you, you can't get better than that yes. that's the tippy top that's what yes. we aim for yep and the TP had um self-actualization on the bottom We'll talk about the symbolism of the teepee in my next blog, which will include interviews with Blackfoot elders. So it says, you'll note that self-actualization is the base of the First Nations teepee. It's not a hierarchy, by the way, um, but it's not the peak. After self comes community, which is the purpose of becoming an actualized human being to be of service to our communities as independent webs of humanity. And above community, reaching towards the the expansiveness of the sky lies cultural perpetuity. Perpetuity? 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 Oh, perpetuity feels good. Yeah, I like that better than perpetuity. (laughs) (laughs) That feels like I'm chewing on something. Um, Or the idea of sustaining cultural values across space, time, and generations. Yes. Which I think is what um, a lot of uh, not white people (laughs) focus on, honestly. Well, I saw another creator on TikTok who was talking about Encanto, and he was saying that in um, Latinx cultures, specifically Colombian cultures um he was saying that like the purpose is to provide for your family it is the family is like the community is yes higher than yourself yes and so like you are supposed to um do things and help for your family and like it makes sense yeah I understand why it's just not but with that comes the problems that we see yes in the show which is not again it's not a bad thing to want to put family and community with yourself but i think the problem is assuming a role that doesn't fit you that yeah. makes you shrink and so like it's hard we've talked before having to find that balance yeah it's hard to do be there for other people and mm-hmm. fill the needs of other people when you yourself are really struggling yes 
It says, the town keeps growing, the world keeps turning, but work and dedication will keep the miracle burning. And each new generation must keep the miracle burning. That's in mm-hmm. the song. So the whole thing around this is like, we are born to get these gifts. And then the gifts are what makes us uh, essential to the community. And if we don't have that, what like what are we doing? Yes. Basically, that's mm-hmm. why we're here. Yep. We swear to always help those around us and earn the miracle that somehow found us. Which then we find out that she didn't get her miracle. Right. Which is... Freaking cried this whole time because who did you relate to the most? I knew. I knew. I already know. I related the most to Louisa. I knew it because I was like, how did it feel when you wrote that song? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the whole time I was watching it, I was like. Ah. I definitely related to Louisa, but I also related to Isabella. Me too. I feel like I related to Isabella a lot mm-hmm. um, with, the per- with the wanting to do everything perfect and if not. Mm-hmm. than not doing it yeah not that i am perfect that's not the part i related to no. but the part where she felt like if she's not doing perfect things then she can't do it because yeah. why aren't you see per- i related to her when um she was like saying what could i create if i knew that it didn't have to be perfect same what can i do what could i do yeah if i knew that it didn't have to be beautiful yeah and I went into teaching mm-hmm. and was going to go on that path because I felt like, okay, it's a stable job. It um, it looks good in the community because look at me giving back. Um, it is a, a job that everybody kind of like respects. thinks is, yeah, respects. And so I hated it. I yeah. hated everything about it, but I did it because it was what you were supposed to do. It was a good one. It was a yeah. good job. There it is. That you you've done it. You're on the path. And so then when I started stepping outside of that and realizing how much more fulfilled I was feeling and how much joy could come with that, yep. I felt like I felt like Isabella when yep. she realized that she could grow something other than f- perfect flowers. Yeah. Um the one I connected to the most was Reverend Sundell. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. Please. The whole time. That, that's all of, that song. By that the part way, of it is so funny. The only part that keeps like that I hyper focus on is Isabella, <laughs> your boyfriend is here. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. playing over and over in my mind constantly. Yeah. But um Mirabelle is yep. who I feel like I can you tell yes. that's who that you was. You know my, who Shane identified with? Yeah. Was Mirabelle. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's, uh, I had always, not with my siblings so much as like cousin. Mm-hmm. I feel like cousins as a whole, yep. but it was always like, look what they're doing. Look at I what's know. in their special gifts and talents were like sports or, um, smarts or getting into schools here, or doing all of these things. And I was like, but I can do, I'm, I'm good too. Like I'm uh-huh. special too, just because I'm not super good at basketball yep. or just because I'm not on the honor roll or just because I'm not in the choir. <laughs> Literally, you're just saying all of the things <laughs> that, that you did. <laughs> I know. I know. But And it's hard because we were in the same class. Yeah. It, it and was I got really compared hard. to you a lot and it wasn't like your fault that I got compared to you a lot. But I did because we were so close in age because we were like supposed to be, you know. That kills me. I, know. I need you to know it kills. Like that was what my session was about. Really? That's what I think my picking's from. From what? Me? So no, not ne- no, not necessarily, but that. Yeah. Because something that Barbara likes to do is help me figure out where that stems from. Mm-hmm. So, we launched Patreon 
and it's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Y'all just went off talking about Willy Wonka the other night. Oh it was my so God. fucking funny. I love the Discord, the Discord so <laughs> yeah. much. Um, we're still figuring it out, but thank you so much. Yeah. And I try to be in it, but again, I'm trying to also focus on I had to watch Yeah. We this pop movie in every and, once in a while, but yeah. um so I am seeing so many people join and like I am feeling guilt. Yeah. And I'm feeling um uh, incredibly nervous incredibly nervous sure. because you guys met us yeah you met like 2 years worth of us <laughs> yeah, like at one say, time you met us when we didn't know you were me like it's weird yeah. to think about That's- you're talking to me in 2019 yeah and then you're talking to me today and those are two very very different people yeah and I mean, we're the same, but we're very different. And yeah. I think a part of me, and this is, is also my connection to Louisa, is I, now that my life feels more manageable, mm-hmm. now that I'm enjoying things, um, now that, you know, in her song when she's like, if I could wait, <laughs> expectations, that part. Yes. Um, would there be room for joy? Would there be room for relaxation? That's I'm in that place yeah. and I'm feeling guilty about it because yeah. I don't think I'm afraid that it's going to make other people feel bad. Yeah. I feel like if I'm doing well, then other people are going to feel bad. Oh, understandable. I get and it. I'm afraid that people will only like me when I'm struggling. When you're on. When you're doing it all. When I'm going, 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 going. Yeah. And if I'm able to relax and I'm happy and I'm not of service to people, then I'm, I'm afraid that you won't like me anymore. Aww. Or that I'm going to make you, or I'm going to make someone feel bad about themselves. Right. And it would kill me. Again, that was not your fault, dude. That's the thing that sucks is that you had to feel bad because I know you saw it too when we were younger. Yeah. But also we never talked about it. No. (laughs) Because I knew it wasn't your fault. And you knew it wasn't me putting that on you right. or that I like resented you for what, how they like compared us. Yeah. Um, but it was. Because it wasn't just you. No, they did it to all the grand. <laughs> it's like, you're the one and you got to be, you know. And that's why it's annoying because like, I am a very determined person. Yeah. And if I want something, I'm going to do whatever I can to get it. Like I literally. I'm well, not envision like myself <laughs> having it and then I just fucking figure it out and uh-huh. I do it. I may then get tired of it and never touch it again, mm-hmm. but I will master it. And it <laughs> I'm so sorry. In my head, you just were gonna say, I will masturbate. <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> not right now. <laughs> um so I do when I'm stressed <laughs> out too. But yeah, I just feel it makes me feel bad to be good and then even saying that i feel like someone will roll their eyes at it no. but it's almost like if he's a bad let's taught us anything it's yeah. that it is pressure to be perfect even though it's the one that people are like oh isabella yeah. <laughs> like she's the perfect one she's the one i have to go and do like hug her yeah she's the one that is your life is great why do i have to apologize to her mm-hmm. but it's like she is going through some shit too and if she could just whatever look at how you could help her in a way well that was something that I felt like growing up and I had a conversation with my youngest sister of like 
I took on this role of like parent. Yeah. Oh, and that's it. Part of the service pressure song. Yes. That give it to your sister. Your sister's older. Oh, yes, dude. That part had me bawling. Like I'm because not even I did. I did that with my sisters. Yep. But I also did it with you, and I did it with Erica, yep. and I did it with my friends. I just took on. I, I even like. I've done it for my parents because yeah. I just feel like. I can do it. Yep. I, let me handle it. Let yeah. me take care of you. Let me be the one to Give fix her everything. all the heavy things that we can't shoulder. And I can't. And now that mm-hmm. I'm creating boundaries for it, people are like, whoa. And I'm, I'm afraid now that I, I, people won't like me. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then I'm afraid I'll lose everything and then I'll just be sad again. What is scary? I mean, that's exactly what she says. If I can't be, hold on. What is the worst I actually line? have it too. Do you? Because yeah. I was like, I have to get this yeah. part. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Oh, yeah. Let's check and see if we have any sponsors. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. It's um, the part that I have from mm-hmm. Louisa is I'm For- pretty sure I'm worthless if I can't be of service. Yes. But wait, if I could shake the crushing weight of expectations, would that free some room up for joy or relaxation or simple pleasure? Yep. And like that was something that I said to Barbara is I feel so fucking guilty having like enjoying my life. Yep. I feel guilty for doing it. And like it was one thing when I was teaching and I had summers off. And I was still getting paid through the summer. Now, Mm -hmm. if you don't know this, like teachers get a salary, but they lessen your your paychecks to spread it out over the year. Okay. so I think you at one point we could have chosen to have it just during the school year, but like then you wouldn't get paid in the summer. So they just like spread it out. Right. So. You're not working less hours than what you're getting paid for. You're just getting less money right. at the time so that it can last you. Anyway, I didn't care when I was getting a paycheck from the school district. Yeah. Or when I was getting it when I was working at Victoria's Secret. I didn't care about that. I feel guilty seeing the faces of people who are um contributing to us. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I know your st- I know some of your stories. I know some of your struggles and I feel like don't don't do it. Like just keep it. I feel guilty for it. Yeah. But it's because I don't value myself. What we do. I yeah. don't value what we do. Yeah. And I feel like it's not because you feel like you should be doing everything for free for everybody. Yes. That's that's yes. yeah. Because why would you right. take money for doing the things you're supposed to do, which isn't what you do, what we do is valuable. Right. Um, well, and that's what she told me. She's like, you're bringing people joy. Yes. You're, you're bringing people entertainment. You're giving them community. You're giving them companionship. You're also giving them like information. Information. You're spending time on gear, on editing, on the back end stuff, on creating the merchandise. Like you're doing work. Yeah. So why not? And I'm like, because I just, just, just fuck me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but it's because I was 
I was made to feel like invaluable or like, yeah, that was bad. Yeah. It was bad to be good. To expect something for everything you're doing because it should just be what you do. Right. That's your like um, payment for existing. It's just mm-hmm. like you have to do this. I owe everyone everything. Yeah. yeah. And also if I want a pat on the back for it, then I'm full of myself. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's a it's tough. It's tough and but, but it's not what it is but even saying it's tough makes me feel like people are gonna roll their eyes at it i know and it just i just want to be like fuck my problems it's fine it's fine i'll just go and cause more freaking cuts <laughs> in my nose no but yeah. it's important because somebody that's listening to this is thinking the same thing if you did will you please tell me yeah <laughs> whoever you are yeah please be one person it helps Seriously, please be one person. we're having a really hard time and we're like who the fuck cares what we have to say and then people are like i literally care so much i'm like oh okay it makes <laughs> (laughs) we feel like we could keep doing this yeah because when i'm having a bad week and i'm like i'm a stupid big dumb idiot (laughs) what a fucking like huge mistake i've made or whatever Mm -hmm. then when i have people that are like yeah but that one thing that you said really like helped me through Mm -hmm. this week or whatever and i'm like okay so i'm not a total piece of shit yeah (laughs) just a little bit just tiny piece of shit yeah um but the gaslighting with abuela oh okay I she was really like painted as the villain, but she it's was because you see what she went through, and she that's the thing I think is a is a good thing to take from it is like not that we should excuse what people do because I love that she stood up to her mm-hmm. and was like, no, you're making me feel like shit, and you're the problem here, yep. and then maybe it wasn't handled in the best way, <laughs> yeah, because then the whole fucking house fell down. <laughs> <laughs> but, Spoiler alert! Yeah, sorry, but. Um, it was still like, you know, it's important for her to get it out because it's nice that we can see Mm -hmm. where trauma comes from Mm -hmm. and how it manifests into these negative qualities then in people who are trying to do good things. Like Isabella was trying to do good for the family, but don't be mean to your sister. Yeah. And Abuela, like fucking relax and stop gaslighting. Uh, because everything she was like, no, no, the house is fine. There's no cracks. Yep. Everybody, she's fucking crazy, and yeah. let's go back and party. And the whole time, she knew, she knew that it was going, yeah. and she knew why mm-hmm. that she was the problem. But she was like, if I just make it like she's crazy and chill out, because you basically have no worth to the family because you have no gifts. Like yeah. the way that I feel like you're projecting. I really am a lot of your feelings. <laughs> wrong um maybe (laughs) how i don't think that abuela thought that mirabel was going to ruin everything i think she was but she made people think that scared i think she was uh, like something is gonna happen um but that's her problem and she shouldn't have in yes. front of everybody else. Yes, I know. Made it seem like she was a problem. Am I picking grandma's side again? You are. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Grandma. <laughs> Sorry. Because the part that really got me was uh-huh. when she specifically says, it was Antonio. Is that his name? The young uh-huh. one who gets his gift. I just, yes. I, I'm pretty yes, sure it's I think Antonio. So. Um, when he gets his gift, she's like, you finally got your gift. You are special mm, now. Yep. Let's all take a picture. And does it freaking have her in the picture? Yeah. Bullshit. I was yeah. 
pissed because in front of everybody, she's literally saying everyone who has a gift means something to. And and she knows that everybody, what they want is Mm -hmm. to give something to the family. That is like everybody's main goal. So the fact that she's saying, because you got your gift now, you can contribute to the family and like make the family proud right in front of the person who doesn't have the gift asshole (laughs) (laughs) okay but also she watched her husband tie and like i get it and then she had to well that was one of the things i was gonna say she had to raise those babies i thought that was such a great part where they had her conversation Mm -hmm. she's like you did it all like she acknowledges but also it's like grandma then don't take that out on me (laughs) well that's why i wanted to say that like the villain is generational trauma that's exactly what it is because it's not her fault right and um I wrote this down. I was tr- I was taking notes while I was watching it. Um, Me too. <laughs> but I, I then said, I stopped because I was getting too in- into it. <laughs> yeah. It was caused by the dangers they were trying to escape from. This makes me think of all the immigrants and the refugees. Think of the generational trauma and the maladaptive coping mechanisms created to survive and protect themselves from threat of any future dangers. So exactly. Abuela talks about how she... Um, was afraid yes and she just wanted to keep everyone safe i wanted wanted to to keep keep the miracle alive because the miracle she got from losing the person she loved like the most in the world right and so what i wanted to bring up about um coping maladaptive um coping skills or maladaptive behaviors is they were once necessary yeah so like something that you learn to do to keep you safe to keep you survival like thing yes was what you needed to do in the moment. Mm-hmm. But when you're safe, when you're in a situation where that behavior no longer makes sense, mm-hmm. it becomes maladaptive, meaning it's now causing problems. Yeah. It, Harm to other people. Yes. Now it is an issue. It's no longer needed to keep you safe. Yeah. It's keeping other people at an arm's length yes. from you. And so her trying to hold on so tightly to everything and keeping everything exactly how it should have Perfect. been, yes, is what ended up making breaking them. Yeah. Breaking everything. Breaking the miracle. Because yes. really, truly, what the miracle was fueled by was love in right. the family. Right. The whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, I had another thing too that I wanted to talk about the gifts. So when you just kind of transitioned into that, it made me think of it. Um, the gifts aren't chosen. Yeah. They're given. Right. So I feel like that kind of represents how you assume a role in your family. Yeah. Like you don't choose it. It's just kind of like assumed that you're going to be X, Y, Z. That's yeah. why I think we see so many patterns in like oldest, middle, youngest child. Yep. Um, And also I think it, well, with that specifically is how the way you're raised, because no yes. matter what, the oldest is going to get more attention yep. because you're the only baby at the time. Yep. And then so when the middle comes around, it's kind of like the oldest child has to kind of assume a almost like a caretaker role, even when they're small, because it's like, if you want to be mommy's helper. I need, you know, yes. this baby needs more help than you do right now. Yes. And so I, you can I help me. felt myself falling into that with Ollie. Me too. And with Noah. I know how much I sorry mom and dad resent the fact yeah yes <laughs> i had to do that same um and i again i don't think it's something parents do intentionally but you don't you don't you don't think and about it a lot it. of time the kids are so willing i know yes. i try not to yes. but my son wants to mm-hmm. he is so happy to yeah. help out but i mean your son is 10 years older it's true so like ollie and is he's ol- been a brother for five years yeah ollie is six years 
20 months older than Forrest. Yeah. So like he's, I looked at Forrest and I looked at Shane and I said, Forrest right now is almost as old as Ollie was when we brought Forrest home. (laughs) And I cannot even imagine expecting what I expected of Ollie of Forrest right now. Yep. And so I'm all he's your baby. Yes. Yep. Yes. But I I knew I was like, Ollie, you got to fucking man up. There's a new to baby <laughs> to transition quickly. Yes. <laughs> um, but it's I wrote it's easy to fall into that role when you're handed the rule book and the uniform. Just yeah. like, OK, assume the position. Yep. And that's how I think people get stuck on a path. Yeah. But there's problems with fitting into that role and there's problems with not fitting into the role. It's feels like what good are you to anyone if you don't fit that role? Yeah. But if you do fit into the role, then it's like, who am I if I'm not this? Yeah. So like neither what do is I good. have. Yes. Yeah. If I'm not like that's my whole I was like caretaker for all my sisters for a very mm-hmm. long time. And then I became a mother. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if that were like, I don't know what I'm going to be when that role. Well, I feel like you guys are all my babies. So I hope that that role never goes away. Yeah. But like, I feel like a caretaker role is like my, it was given to me. Yep. Because at such an early age, I was my mom's helper. Yep. I was. Because our sisters are like 16 months younger than us. 18 months yep. for me. Yep. Like literally as soon as that's, yeah, that's crazy that I was basically still a baby. Yep. When. My mom brought a newborn home yep. and then I had to like freaking shape up because yep. you're the oldest now yep. and I'm going to need your help because this new baby is mm-hmm. needs me more than yeah. you need me. So, <sighs> yeah. Um, I also wrote when it's preached that your worth is measured by how much you can do for others or how well you fit into your role. You never learn to feel worthy for just being. Mm-hmm. You're always looking to someone else's scoreboard to assess your worth. If you don't maintain your role and follow the path laid out for you, it's a failure. If you never feel like you have anything to offer in the first place, it's a failure. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you and I experience the same failure, yeah. but just for different reasons. Yes. I feel like if I stop being this, then I'm nothing. Yeah. And I feel like I never was. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was like... Oh, great. You are. What what good are you? If you're yeah. just here, mm-hmm. if you're just existing, what can you do for us? Yep. You're not giving me a reason to go and brag about you to my friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so. And that's why I feel like why I'm are you just existing. <laughs> I don't know, because you birthed me. <laughs> Didn't mean to. That's why I feel like I'm constantly trying to tell you, like, how much you do and how much and you have so to nice. offer. And I how- just thought about that the other day and I don't do the same to you, but I think it's, no, it's but, a generational thing. Or no, not a, but what but I was going to say is I don't need that. Yeah. I need what you say to me, which is you don't have to do it all. Yeah. You can stop. Aww. You like, let me I'm help. Doing like, the right thing. You are. <laughs> yeah. Really nice. I feel like, cause I just thought the other day, I was like, I don't say those things to her and what a bitch I am. <laughs> no, I don't, ex- I don't need it. Yeah. Because it's honestly a trigger. Yeah. Because, yeah. Then it's like shit, pressure, pressure. Well, I was complimented so much and I was celebrated so much by grandma, by my parents, by like whoever else. And there there was like a community thing with our family. Yeah. Like friends of them. Yeah. Were so like. And so it, I think, hurt my sisters Mm -hmm. to be compared to me constantly. And so 
we didn't have a good relationship yep. because when you're in competition with your literal family yep. or you feel like you're being compared to them. Assessed constantly. Yes. I didn't, I wanted to quit. I'm like, I don't want to be in this. Yeah. I don't want to be praised because you praising me. I didn't ask for there me, to be a scoreboard because yes. I don't want to be on it anymore. You praising me makes them hate me. Yep. And then I hate me. Yep. But I hate me because I still want to do well, but yeah. I don't want anyone to ever see it. Yeah. And I don't want to fail because that kills me. And it's but also. But that would feel better because then they would like me. <laughs> I've noticed this too with you because I will celebrate things with the podcast. I'll post it on social media. Like in, unless it's the tangent social media, you don't post about it that much. I don't say anything. Right. Because I feel like you feel like you're going to be bragging if mm -hmm. you talk about it. And that's not true. It's a good thing. and We're doing awesome. And that's a fucking something that should be celebrated. Yeah, I I will not. I know you won't. But I do it for us and I, I tag want, you in it. <laughs> I know. I want I want to be excited and I want people to know and I want to feel proud. And yeah. I do feel proud, but I feel like I have to do it in the dark. Quietly. Yes. Because you can't be braggy. Mm -hmm. Because of course you are, Jerry. Yeah. You're perfect. You're not. You're not perfect. And I'm telling you this right now. Thank you. You're welcome. I know you needed that. <laughs> uh, uh, Barbara was like, what are you hearing right now? And I'm like, um, that I'm on a high horse, that I'm conceited, that I never think I do anything wrong, yep. that I'm a bitch, that I'm... And I was just like going through all of these things mm -hmm. that I'm like, me doing well and me being self-assured yeah. and confident... And now I know, I know for a fact that I was also a bitch. <laughs> like there, I, I know that Isabella. I was not, I know that I was not great, yep. but yeah, it was definitely because I was trying to maintain that perfectness. Yes. And I was trying to like do my role as yeah. best as I fucking could and people didn't like it. And I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Will you just let me do this? Yeah. Yeah. I can't help that I'm. I have all of these pressures. I can't help that I'm great. I can't help it that I'm fucking <laughs> the flowers are coming out of my ass. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Excuse you me. You want to have Sunday? All right. Do you want to talk? A hurricane of Hakarandas. <laughs> do you want to talk about Bruno? First of all, his name is going to be Oscar. Did it you know was? that? No. Yeah, but it, you can't say. You can't do a catchy fucking song. Oh, we don't talk about Oscar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. So they changed it for that. Um, okay. There's something that happens. Um, this is not even about the movie, but it's just something that Lin-Manuel Miranda does that is the best fucking thing in mm -hmm. like lyrically and song wise mm -hmm. that he does that gives me goose fucking pimps every yeah. time I hear it. And it's when he has a big song like that and it crescendos to like the main point. He'll have multiple different people singing their verse yep. throughout the song. And then it all comes together and they're all singing their parts. But like it crescendos. Some people will start singing theirs louder. Yep. and then But you can hear the other ones in the background. And then it switches. Yeah, Dude, the layers. every fucking time I hear it, I'm like, this man is a genius. Yeah. And I swear to God, it gives me like, like inside <laughs> my belly. I'm like, woohoo. Um, I love Bruno. I, First of all, I fucking laughed out loud multiple times in this movie, and that's what I love <laughs> about children's movies that can make me laugh. When he said that he was his real talent was being an actor. <laughs> I am Arnando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Who's Hernando? I am. <laughs> and I am afraid of nothing. <laughs> Dude, that part, that part, whenever she is trying to catch him, and mm-hmm. he's like, the rat comes up, and she's like, ah, oh. <laughs> and then the other part, when she's going up the stairs, and she goes, at least I have a friend to go up with me. And he flew away immediately. <laughs> oh, so good. Bruno seemed a little bit superstitious. Yeah. And I, it made me really sad yeah. because I think that he felt that way because he was told over and over and over again that he made bad things happen. Yes. That which anything again bad was his fault. Is in that song. Which again, I related to. Yes. Because it's all things that were going to happen anyways. Or like um, Peppa, the aunt. Yes. In that beginning of the song, she says, hold on, I want to say the exact line so I... Don't While you're looking for that, okay. I wanted to say something about her as well. Yes. The entire time, it seems like her the weather mimics her emotions, yeah. and she rejects them yes. all the time, yep. and so it feels uncontrollable. And I relate to that as well. Is yeah. like if I'm not addressing my emotions and I'm not kind of trying to figure out where they are, I'm just ignoring them. Uh-huh. They feel uncontrollable. Yeah. They feel like they're in control of me. Yeah. It, well, and so in this, she's like, it was our wedding day. We were getting ready. There wasn't a cloud in the sky. Bruno walks in. Um, there's a mischievous grin. <laughs> You're telling the story. You're my. <laughs> um, Bruno says it looks like rain. Why did he tell us? In doing so, he floods my brain. Mm-hmm. Abuela, get the umbrellas. Married in a hurricane. What a joyous day. But anyways. So. She's blaming the weather on him when mm-hmm. she is the one who controls the weather. But yep. she's saying because he said it looks like rain. He put it in my He brain. put it in my head. And so, of course, it happens. Immediately yep. blaming him for mm-hmm. something that wasn't his fault. Um, but no one told him ever that it wasn't his fault. Yes. And so constantly people were just validating that negative message Your, in his head. And that's what he keeps saying. Like, I don't want to do these anymore because everybody gets mad at me yep. when I do them because I'm telling them what's going to happen. But they don't like what I have to say. Right. They don't like when I'm telling them. It's the truth. Or it's, I'm cursed and everything yeah. that I say is bad. Yeah. Yeah. But... <laughs> There are things that he says that don't have to come true. Mm-hmm. If you ch- that was the thing too. It's like they don't have to. Well, the goldfish is gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> this doesn't happen. But like goldfish are always dying. You could change it. Yeah. if you wanted to. For instance, when he says um t- to Dorothea. Sorry, what is the cousin's name? I think it's Dorothea or Dolores. 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 Um, when he tells Dolores. The man that you love will be betrothed to another. Yep. But she ends up getting with him in the end anyways because they make it happen. So it's Mm -hmm. like it doesn't have to be a bad thing, but you're making it a bad thing. (laughs) Um, There's also a really cool part when she's talking in that. I like that she kind of whispers and Mm -hmm. makes you because her whole gift is having to really listen and yeah. you can hear whispers mm-hmm. and so i love that she gets really quiet so that you have to kind of really listen yep. to what she's saying that was something i had the subtitles on because oh, i fucking yeah. missed the whole thing she says and she like uh foreshadows that he's in the wall because yeah. she says i can always hear him mumbling and stuttering or something mm-hmm. like that and it's like because he's in the wall yeah he's with the rats mm-hmm. <laughs> drop my earring and that made me so sad that he was there the whole time and he was like wanting to be a part of the family but and he couldn't he, because yeah. he was afraid of grandma <laughs> relatable he was, afraid he was gonna hurt people <laughs> yeah when so he wanted sad. to protect her yep because he knew how it would look he said i'm bruno yep so i know how they'll take it mm-hmm. and so i crushed it and i left so that nobody would find it yep um 
do you remember do you remember when I talked about figuring out that I had um, a panic disorder and PTSD and mm-hmm. all of these things and I felt like all of the things that made me up was a part of a tapestry and if I started pulling at the strings that it was all going to fall apart and yeah. I was going to realize that like I don't know who I am yes I feel like that's what happened with the house yeah it's like this idea of who they thought they were as a family yes um was not really who they were yeah. or who they needed to be well and then it's like you start questioning mm-hmm. who am I right. if I don't have these gifts if I don't yep. have these things if I'm not who I've been told that I'm supposed to be then what happens yep. Well, I wrote down, too, that um, the home and the candle being the magic, quote unquote, makes me think it represents like a legacy. Yeah. Um, And so many people feel the weight of their family's name or journey and assume the role in that family, which I feel like being from a small town and having parents who are prominent in the city, like we feel that we had a last name that was very you just have to say our last name. People are like, oh, I know. Oh, who's your dad? Is your dad this one or this one? Yep. Yeah. So there was like a huge emphasis on responsibility to make the family proud and to, to make serve the, the family community. look good too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is our focus becomes pleasing others and never finding what makes us proud. Yep. Um, we're guided toward a path that may never have been meant for us. And what was the most sad to me is this was happening to them as children. Yes. So like they never even had a chance to realize like who they could be their potential like when you see yes. Isabella realizing mm-hmm. that like oh shit I can do all of these things if I'm just not being perfect yep. for a, if I just let my emotions take control mm-hmm. for a second look at what I can create mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy and the same thing with Louisa when she like was in the hammock at the end yeah. it was like I can relax yeah. I can pick things up but it doesn't mean that I should it doesn't mean I have to yes yeah yes and that is a lesson that I need to learn. <laughs> and I wish you would. I know. Um, what I wrote about Bruno. Yeah. After I said that he looks superstitious is <laughs> that. Um, By the way, when I asked Noah if he got anything from this movie, he goes, that sometimes creepy people can be the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, great. That's right. <laughs> I feel like how Mirabel didn't have a gift. So she was viewed as like useless kind yeah. of um or portrayed that way bruno had a gift but he didn't do it right yeah so he was also cast aside and, and because his gift kind of uh made them like didn't make them look bad but kind of made them use their gifts in like the wrong way if that makes yeah. sense yeah. Like, well how like, they perceived it yeah. yes like it caused a negative yeah feeling like for Peppa, she's like um i have a gift but you're making me use it in the wrong way on my yep. wedding day and uh-huh. now look at what you've done mm-hmm. to me Mm-hmm. When it's like you were the one that did it. Um, going back to the house falling down. I think the saddest scene in the entire movie is the river scene. Oh, well, do you know I printed out the or I looked up the lyrics in English to that song? Do you know that's the first song in a Disney movie that is completely in another language? Like I the entirety that. of the song. Me too. Uh yeah, so I was like, this is too heavy of a yep. song that I need to know. Did, have you looked it up? Oh, I songs. mean, I watched, I read the subtitles. I'm very during it, but it was like it two you. caterpillars. Yes. Um. So I will read it real quick, and it just like <sighs> hits me. Um. 
Two little caterpillars in love spend their nights and early mornings together. Full of hunger, they keep walking and navigating a world that changes and keeps changing and navigating a world that changes and keeps changing. Mm-hmm. Two caterpillars stop the wind when, while they embrace with feeling. They keep growing, not knowing when to search for some retreat. Times keep changing. They are inseparable and times keep changing. I, little caterpillars, don't hold on anymore. You must grow apart and return. You'll keep moving forwards. Miracles come. Chrysalises come. You must leave and build your own future. I, little caterpillars, don't hold on anymore. You must grow apart and return. You'll keep moving forward. Miracles come. Chrysalises come. You must leave and build your own future. Two disoriented caterpillars in two well-wrapped cocoons With new dreams, now all that's missing is to do what's necessary in a world that keeps changing. Taking down its walls, there comes our miracle. Our miracle, our miracle. I, butterflies, don't hold on anymore. You must grow apart and return. You'll keep moving forwards. There are already miracles. Chrysalis is breaking open. You must fly. You must find your own future. (sighs) I, butterflies, don't hold on anymore. Oh, so that's the same... Yeah, they just repeat that then three times. So sad. But I heard that the butterflies in the movie that they see over and over again uh, kind of shows that transition, that um, change from being what you are supposed to be, what you are quote unquote supposed to be for your family, Mm -hmm. into who you are. Yep. And like that transition where... Mirabelle is trying to find her purpose the whole time and the whole time she was the gift the gift the whole thing holding the whole family together like yes she didn't have a magical gift I felt like the whole house was hers that's exactly it when I said what do you think her gift was Noah said I think she was the house that the house liked her the best is what (laughs) he said but when she gets her she's the heart of the home she is the foundation yes she's the foundation (laughs) (laughs) but when she gets that doorknob and he says you're the gift yep oh Oh, when they were all singing to her when she was walking up and they were lining on the way to the new house they're like Uh. looking the doorknob she's like it's me it's all of me yeah but that's like she's the one they need like yes all of their gifts were nice yes but to keep everything together it was it was her yeah or to know how to really be able to enjoy their gifts, to use their happy. gifts for themselves and, and and find out how to be happy and how to use that to then um, give back to the family and the community. Yeah. So I think they all transitioned in a way that was really beautiful. Yeah. That was them um, with the gifts, finding how to be themselves. And then her who had always known how to be herself, finding out what her gift was. Yeah. Oh, so when I, oh, so also. Good. I don't know if you noticed, but when the town comes back together then uh-huh. with the magic, there is a crack still in the mountains mm-hmm. in the background. Mm-hmm. And so they asked the directors, um, Byron Howard and Jared Bush and co-director Sharice Castro Smith, if this was the key to the film's finale. And then he Castro Smith is the one he elaborates. He says, quote, it was always this concept of when this kind of tower... T- of when this kind of terrible foundational moment happened to the family, they were closed in and protected, but they were also sort of closed off from their past. Mm. Um, it was not really intentional for the mount, or I'm sorry, it was really intentional for the mountains to not completely close back up because now they're able to see their past and interact with it in a healthy way without yep. blocking it off. 
He said you yep. caught in a very important detail there. Yeah. Like there were so many things that they put in there that they meant to for again generational trauma, which is like I know a lot of people who experience it try so hard. This is with any kind of, uh, kind of trauma. Yeah. To like completely block it out. Because you want to believe that you are healed from it. Yes. I'm good. I'm better now. Yep. But there is a way that you can interact with that in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the goal the whole time yeah. is to be able to live, deal with it in a healthy way and not um, suppress it in yeah. ways. Yeah. In unhealthy ways. Because I think if you can't come to terms with it, then you can't move on from it. No. And that's where you get things like uh, addiction to drugs, alcohols, Mm -hmm. any kind of like addiction to something is just like unhealthy coping mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. Masking what you're really feeling. So I think that's important. An important lesson. Yeah. Well, you guys asked for it. I hope you liked it. I don't know. I don't know. Did you get anything out of it? <laughs> yeah. I basically cried the whole time. I feel like you Not just during this, but yeah. during the movie. <laughs> I feel like you got to know us a little bit better and you got a lot of you want to know about our interactions together yeah. growing up. And uh, what you heard <laughs> is Sierra was constantly compared to me and it made me feel bad for being successful. And I was shit. <laughs> and so. still am. <laughs> but so I'm happy that. with myself now. <laughs> me too. Yeah getting there <laughs> sure okay all right um well that's an encanto yeah the enchantment um thanks for hanging out guys yeah uh we love you so much we thank you for being here we will see you next week all right we're out goodbye This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.